Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is a global original podcast. Can we all first of all look at our outfit today? And what what do we all think? Because we we need we need to take a picture of this. And I'm I'm kind of going. Um, who, just dre- describe it. Just describe it. I want to see how you would describe this. I, it, it hurts a little bit. Um, <laughs> so you got sort of. It's a t-shirt, isn't it? Which has got flowers on it, and I like the colour. You know me; I'm a I'm a blue fan. My the majority of my wardrobe is, is blue. It's green. Where's is a little bit of green? Are you colour blind? No, you are. That's definitely green. What colour is that? What colour is that? <laughs> I only work in like primary colours. <laughs> so um, it's it's very flowery. Uh, you seem to have taken the um, the kids' cap off as well, which you had on earlier. Yes, because you're indoors. You always take a hat off when you go indoors. That's very polite. gentlemanly. Um, Thank you. I I think that you're. Um, I think some sort of uh, I don't know. Um, some YouTuber's dressed you today. <laughs> no, Jen dressed me today. I said to Jen, "Can you please pull a t-shirt out of the cupboard?" And this yeah. is what she pulled out. Yeah, but she went into her wardrobe. What about yours? <laughs> also, she buys all my clothes. Does she? These were in Gap, I'm half like, oh, price. I'm a, I'm a Gap fan. And then you get an extra 50% off oh. for whatever. I think it was Jen's birthday, so I think she went So these were like 25 Hang on a second. quid. So Jen has a special deal with Gap where if it's her birthday, she has 50% off. I think everyone has that deal with Gap. That's amazing. <laughs> it's not just Jen. She hasn't got a contract with them. Oh. So rant over. Uh, welcome to Don't Tell Your Mum. This is our podcast uh, for dads. We can we can air stuff here. We can vent, which is good. Today's podcast. It's quite. Do you know what? It's busy. Jam packed. It's really busy. Um, we're celebrating play day. How important it is for your kids to play. And it is very important. It, well, it is because we get to play too. <laughs> <laughs> Every day's a play day for oh, you, Jay. Oh yeah. And we've also got Paul Whitehouse and Bob Mortimer coming up, and they're going to tell share, and they're going to share with us some of the pranks that they played with their kids. Um, so were they good? Because you did this one, I didn't do this one. Yeah. Is it is it good? Yeah, it's worth a listen. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> and the confessional this week, I mean, this is, is this a, a is this a tease or what? We're talking about a dad that's got wrongly accused of an affair. It's big shit on this show. Oh my god, you read I can't my mind. Say, I can't say no, this. no. You've just read my mind because talking about that. Shall I tell you why I'm I'm quite angry at the moment? <laughs> Do I seem a bit wound up? I felt I felt it earlier. Yeah, you know we always say parents. I felt, <laughs> I felt your anger earlier. Thank you. Just to clarify, you know I always say that parenting is difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My youngest is being an absolute shite at the moment. I mean, she really is. So the problem is she's clever. Unlike her dad, she's very clever. Takes after her mum. Exactly. And that's that's not a good thing. Because Charlie <laughs> well, is very intelligent and knows me inside out. Yeah. So we're having trouble with her sleeping. We, we, she's, she's never slept ever. I think she, Charlie claims she slept through once. I don't remember that. Um, Noah slept through after 15 months. And he is a dream child at the moment. He's my favourite, without doubt. So... Uh, Luna now is this is her when she goes to bed she she'll scream blue murder she doesn't want to go to bed it's probably a bit of separation anxiety you know so we try and do the best we can with that uh, she does come into our room quite often blah 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 every night at the minute my alarm's going off at four because I'm doing the early shift so uh, her thing now is 
like last night, first wake up. Oh yeah, she didn't have a nap yesterday, so I thought, oh, she'll probably sleep a bit longer. That never bloody works, does no, it? It never, never works. It's actually, never. I think that's a, an urban myth and yeah. in the parenting world. So I went to bed at eight o'clock last night, thinking, okay, <laughs> I finally fell asleep after being on my phone at probably about quarter to ten. But first wake up was half past ten, so I just nodded off. I'm like, oh, yeah, that is annoying. And she's screaming. Okay, so what she does Where was first? Charlie. Charlie was downstairs working at ten thirty at night. Yeah, yeah. So she was up. She was up. She was up. Oh yeah, she was up. I was in bed. But you still went in. Yeah, I still went in. Yeah. Well, it's right next to our room. She probably can't hear it. Yeah, I but, can. So yeah, I went. But you're in. asleep. Yep. She's up. Yep. And yet you're still the one that went. Do you in. want to pick this fight with her? You can if you. No, want. I don't. And I certainly wouldn't with Jen either. <laughs> I'd be straight in there. <laughs> you so, just carry on relaxing. Yeah, uh, I don't need to sleep. It's I'm, fine. I'm not relaxing. I'm working out. That's what she would say. All oh, right. So uh, now, first thing Luna does. So she has like three stages. <laughs> you right? are gonna get so busted for that. She has three <laughs> stages, Luna. The first stage is she takes whatever it is. So it might be Peppa Pig, a little figure of Peppa Pig, which she loses in a cot. So it's either that or maybe. Maybe her llama. She likes. Her, she's got a llama at the moment. That she loves. So she'll take a, a toy to bed. First thing is she will get that and throw it somewhere, whether it's out the cot or whether it's down the side. And then cry that she hasn't got it. And then it. cry she hasn't got it. So that's the first time you go up. Okay. Luna, here's your llama. Right there's the llama. Second time is she'll get a pillow and she'll throw that out the cot. Okay. So she's done the she's done the llama. Now it's the pillow. You see it on the monitor. She's pointing. She even looks at the monitor now and goes, ah, not even the door. So, okay, right. I go in. Luna, put the pillow back in. She goes to sleep for a bit. The third one is the worst. The third one, she goes into her nappy. She puts her finger up her bum and finds poo and then come and then stands up in her cot and goes, ah, poo, poo. How does that even poo, work? Pointing her finger at the monitor. Going, poo. And you're like, oh my Christ. Hang on. <laughs> no, this is what she's doing. Let me moment. just try and wrap my head around that, no, last, that last one. It's true. She puts her finger up her bum and finds poo. Yeah. I'm just going to... I. Well, she might be pooing, I don't know. I can't say I've ever tried that. It's like, the youngest dirty protest I've ever experienced. Y yeah, but, uh, but I, is that... You can't just find poo. <laughs> no, Luna can. <laughs> do you know, no, but she does. She has that. She, I've told you before. She's one. She doesn't do one big one. She does forty thousand little nuggets. So there's always some there. <laughs> she's just permanently got little nuggets <laughs> up her bum. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why a I'm, a bit, I'm, I'm angry. B I'm tired. Yeah. And C I can, can you get off this parenting thing for a while? Is that allowed? No. Or? You see, until until the third option there. I thought I was wondering whether there's someone's playing a, a joke on you, like whether someone, whether it is Luna throwing that out a cot, or whether Charlie's like, I'll just take that. Out. No. Or whether Noah. I told you she's working hard. <laughs> or she's just winding you up. Um, or maybe you have like just maybe you have a maybe your house is haunted. No, it's definitely her. Do you believe in ghosts? No, not at all. Not stand just. Straight. No, I believe in poo though. Yeah. I mean, well, you you've had this where where Ted was going through a stage of. Headbutting you in the nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is... I mean, I'll take being headbutted in the nuts over poo, fishing for poo. poo. It's when the finger goes like that. Have, e you, have you tried that? Poo hole. Stop putting your finger in my face. <laughs> <laughs> is it clean? Well, have I tried that to get my way? Maybe. <laughs> in, the, in the early 90s. <laughs> oh, God. I'm, I'm staggered. I'm utterly staggered. All right. Should we... Let, let me... Right, let's pick up the script. Let's do this today, shall we? There are some things I wanted to read out. Did Jen listen to the last podcast? Because we sort of like said that you are kind of 95% gay. 
She did listen to the podcast last week, yeah. Was it for the... Because she doesn't usually listen, but she... the second one she's ever listened to. Okay, was that a good one to listen to? <laughs> no. Probably not. I put this out on my stories, because I heard it a couple of days before it came out. Yeah. And I went onto the stories and I said, oh God, Jen started listening to the podcast now. And the second one she's going to listen to is me <laughs> saying, I think I might be gay. <laughs> Did she come downstairs in negligee? <laughs> and I was like, no thanks. Her best underwear and some Ann Summers toys. I was like, no, I'm sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm just messaging Carl. And you looked, you looked at a certain toy and went, oh, that looks good. <laughs> no, I didn't. I told you that the 5% that I'm not gay is the sexual side. Okay. <laughs> uh, up next, it is The Confessional. This week's confessional. Mm. Young man. <laughs> Stop doing your creepy sex best voice. It's just my voice. It's not. You oh. go like Barry White lower. Yeah, but when I do something different, you say, why are you doing it like that? You'll never win. <laughs> well, welcome back to this week's confessional. Um, it's a corker this week. Uh, I mean, I won't, I won't, let's just read it because it's, it's a, you're right there. <laughs> Do I need to change your battery? Let's just read it. Do the hard reset? It is, uh, this is going to go down in history of our confessionals. Is it what, what you think is one of the best? One of the best, if not the best. All right, let's do it. Dear Al and JK, I love a wind-up and I'm happy to get as much as I give. I have a teenage boy and a girl and a much younger son who is just three. I mean, that could be me. Hmm. <laughs> Hang on a minute, the confessional email is from fellow father Al. What? I've <laughs> just seen his name. Is this you? It's definitely not me. It's the youngest son who's just three. How old's, it's how, how old's Ted? <laughs> he, he, well, he's been three. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not these four. He's four. But, but um, I have a teenage boy and a girl yeah. and a much younger son who was three. It could be me. You can, look, me and you are really good friends. You can just tell me. I know. Is it you? Did I send this in? I don't know. I mean, I'm going to be reading this now thinking thinking it could be me. Right. I have just, it on good authority. It's just... not you. <laughs> good. But it is a great name. Who You know, this guy. What a, what a name. Common. The teenage... <laughs> Common. The teenagers are really fun to play tricks on. Like, for example, when my daughter was with her friends in the back garden recently. She'd been so moody with me that day, so I thought I'd get her back. I put a big dollop of peanut butter on the sole of my shoe and then went over to her friends and said, what's, what's this on my shoe? What did I tell you about not clearing up after the dog? I then lick the peanut butter and go, I knew it. This is dog poo. All her friends start screaming and freaking out. That's brilliant. Good. Banked. All the time, I call my son's room the masturbatorium in front of his friends. All the time, I naked photobomb my daughter while she was Skyping her boyfriend and many others. He's fun. <laughs> I like this guy. This is, this is a fun dad. I want to hang around with yeah. him. So I guess I only help myself to blame for any retaliation. My son and daughter hatched a plan to get me back and left an opened condom and wrapper on the floor by the foot of me and my partner's bed. Flipping it. Well, of course they didn't tell me about it and eventually she's the first person to spot it. 
She asks me what it is, and I say I don't know anything about it. Of course, this is immediately suspicious. After a family meeting where the kids all hold their nerve, insisting it's nothing to do with them, the prime suspect is me. Now, I should say that there is history here. I haven't ha ever had an affair, but very early on when we were newly married, I got drunk and kissed someone. That was it, but I did confess, and it was a whole thing for a while. Something we got past, or maybe we didn't. Now, oh God, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> now, my wife is adamant that I've had an affair. The kids feel bad for playing the trick and confess, except my wife anticipates that I've convinced the kids to confess and get me out of trouble. The more I protest, the more she's sure of foul play. Furthermore, she can't believe I'd use the kids as a shield, which of course I haven't. No amount of licking peanut butter poo off my shoes is going to make me feel better. And right now my marriage is on the rocks. I know my kids had the best intentions and just really poorly judged the situation. From one owl to another... Oh, definitely not me. <laughs> definitely not <laughs> From one owl to another, I have no intention of stopping my pranks. It's who I am. But since they are probably the reason I'm in this mess, can I be forgiven for playing pranks? Jeez. Oh, it's that line there, isn't it? I have no intention of stopping my pranks. It, for me, you're, you're making it stand already. It's it's the pranks or my wife. <laughs> I mean, come pranks. on. Which one are you going to choose? Standard. <laughs> I like the you, pranks, you have, though. You can either have fun and a laugh and a good time or have a wife. <laughs> are you saying you can't have both? Oh, Jen, if you're listening to this podcast, can you believe what he's saying about you? I can't play pranks on Jen, just going into that slightly. Um... This, it's it's quite serious, isn't it? It's, it how, I wonder how, how rocky his marriage really is from this. So what did he say? He said that he, he actually had had, he had kissed someone before. So he got drunk and kissed someone. I think he missed a trick here. And he confessed. So I don't want to lower the tone. You're going to. But I'm going to. Uh, but couldn't he just have said that he had a posh wank? <laughs> <laughs> um... I'm just saying that would have been well. That would have an, helped. An easier. That's yeah. But then, <laughs> but I'm. But okay. Put yourself in his situation. So from one hour to another hour, would your wife accept that you have had a posh one of those? Because have you ever had one before? And and would she ever go? Oh yeah, that's all right then. It's weird. If you've never done that before, you can't just go. I've done that. Well, it's not. I've never done it before. It's that I've have never you? told. My wife. I, I think you're a sock. No, I haven't. <laughs> oh no, I value myself. I've got White a really nice socks. Sock. I bet you. Yeah, Look at these. Uh, good thickness. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, we're digressing. Yeah, that wouldn't be great for a, um, one of those things. Um, um, I like what you're saying. Do you know what I mean? He should have just thought on his feet. However, lying to get out of it, if you then. Yeah, that might just be digging a bigger hole. But he could have... I would probably would have thought more on my feet. I'm finding it all a bit uncomfortable <laughs> that the kids have done the prank and it's a condom and then... Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah I'm just... I'm guessing the three-year-old wasn't involved in that. <laughs> I should hope not. Unless they thought it was one of those balloons that they've seen out and about in a shopping centre which makes a snake. Yeah. Um, do we forgive? Um, it's, it's quite a tough one. I think he's I think he's having quite enough punishment. Yeah, but he didn't have an affair. No, no. So, and his wife doesn't believe him. No, they never do. Are ah, you forgiven? I forgive. I think he's fun. I think he needs kudos as a dad. Yeah, he is. No, it is good for him. But I bet, I bet all his sons... Mates, the teenagers, I bet they love him. I used to have a friend whose dad was really cool. He used to talk about like adult stuff. I was going to say. 
<laughs> used to let me watch films that were PG. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he he was like he was just cool. He told us fifteen oh, at a push. This is really bad. He told us once about how he and his wife, who bearing in mind is my friend's mum, used toothpaste in their uh, bedroom yeah, activities. Yeah, yeah. Why? How, what did they use toothpaste for? I don't know. I don't know how explicit I can be. It's a podcast, mate. Anything goes. He said, he said oh my God, I don't know how I've ended up like this today. He said that he used to put a bit of toothpaste on, <laughs> onto uh, his wife's... Tingly bits? Tingly bits. Oh, is it like when and you it, have a shower with mint sauce? It, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. like the mint, mint shampoo. Because we've all done that, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and it, makes your, of, it makes your balls tingle. It's, it's the nice same for a bit, then it starts to burn. But balls. that was my mate's dad and ours. And then he's like, oh, your dad's well cool. Yeah. How do we get down this route? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. He's forgiven. I think we need to move on. We found, we've I'm, fallen I'm, down a I'm sexual blushing. hole. We need to get out of it. <laughs> forgiven! Uh, so, of course, if you want to submit a confession, uh, you can do that on the Dad's Net, on the Dad's Net website. The dad. On dadsnet.com. Uh, there's a little tab, Dad Podcast. Hit that up, and you can send in your confessions, and we will judge you. <laughs> well, judged on that one. <laughs> Honestly, if you can beat that, Good luck. You can also just say hi. You can just send in a message saying, Hiya. how's it going? In fact, I had some lovely messages uh, oh, about the IVF. Oh, yeah, really? Oh, okay. I'm being serious. <laughs> I'm going back in my box now. Yeah. So, wait, it's all right, we can edit that. <laughs> Go again. I had some very lovely messages from people who had listened about IVF. Oh, that's Yeah, lovely. one offered some really good advice and some thoughts, and it was nice. Yeah, it's good to share. So, um, once again, uh, I was busy. Can't remember what I was doing, actually. But Bob Mortimer and Paul Whitehouse were kicking around. You were on air. Oh, yeah, I was working. That's right, yeah. <laughs> I do have a job. Oh, that thing. I forgot about that. Um, so, you said, right, okay, leave it with me, because we're big fans of Bob Mortimer and Paul Whitehouse. Well, who isn't? I In mean, fact, my mother-in-law's a massive fan. I said, I'm going to interview Bob Mortimer tomorrow. She went, no way. Tingle. <laughs> well, I don't know. And I don't like to think about my mother-in-law in that way. Very good point. So thanks for that. Yeah, yeah. Just thought, yeah. Um, so this was like a massive opportunity for us. That we were like, yeah, let's get them on the podcast and let's chat to them about sort of parenting stuff and pranks that they play on their children. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good one. Listen to this. I'm here in the Don't Tell Your Mum podcast studio with two icons of comedy. They have both been a massive influence over British and international comedy over the past few decades. So a massive warm welcome to Bob Mortimer and Paul Whitehouse. Hello. I'm eating some toast. So you keep going. Hello. And hello from Paul as well. <laughs> Just fill in for him. Oh, oh, he's having a lovely slice of white toast. Thank you. Yeah. Buttery white toast of antithesis of uh, what our... Heart consultants would tell us to Oh, eat. of course, yeah. It's easy to make <laughs> or mistakes, would they, isn't it? these days? It's a minefield, isn't it's it? It's a minefield, Paul, yeah. One minute they say eat something. I read a thing the other day say everything you know about nutrition is wrong. Yeah. And, and that I was in New it. Scientist, and I believe yeah. that. Have everything. You... How can everything be wrong? Uh, everything about right. nutrition. Yeah. Everything you know about nutrition. In other is words, wrong. eat loads of vegetables, low yeah. saturated fats. Actually, there's no... There's never been enough or wide-ranging, long-enough study to actually prove yeah. that to oh. be the case. Well, there you go. Oh, well, let's let me, but let's as let's I, be adrift in a sea of uncertainty. As I, as I understand it, Paul, the current advice is to eat nothing but chewing gum. <laughs> this is what I've heard. Give it a try. <laughs> it's, it's probably a better on the calorie take. 
<laughs> as always on this podcast, we usually do talk about parenting um, as well as nutritional, and it's National Play Day coming Ooh. up. So we want to ask a few questions around uh, how you spend time as a family. But first, I want to hear about the new series of Gone Fishing. Every day's a play day for me, with, uh, with, with, certainly with my youngest kid. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, yeah. All play makes um, a child... Happy. Dull? What is this all a phrase, work. isn't there? All work makes... Oh, all, I don't know, all... makes Jack a dull boy. <laughs> How old is your youngest? Oh, seven. That's all they want to do is play, in hey. it? What kind of play? Because I've heard uh, in a previous interview that you used to play pretending to be dead in front of your kids. Um, yeah. Which is, I think it's a great prank. Like, my son, he does that. And, I mean, he does it to me. I don't do it to him. No. But... It's that. very one-sided, isn't it? They, they can do it to you, but you can't do it back. I used to like, but make it, getting, um, adapting the stairs so they could slide down it, you know, with cardboard. Yeah. That's always a good one, isn't it? So you open a, the front door as well, so they just shoot out the Shoot straight door. out into, <laughs> onto, shut it onto, onto the A road, yeah. <laughs> I, they just liked, they like to be thrown when they're very little. They love being thrown around, don't yep. they? Um, they then a bit that. older, yeah. they like, I can't think what we did, they like to dance. Yeah, dance, put on a little dancing, shows. yeah, well, I've... Yeah, I've been inundated with those of late. Last night's play involved putting everything in the car. <laughs> Free of um, Delilah and a couple of her mates. So we had like everything in the back of the car, but it still yeah. wasn't enough. She moaned her way through it. She needed more. For no I purpose. don't know. Yeah, what, just put well, everything in the car, then take yeah, it out. Yeah, like, uh, put pillows, a duvet. We're going to live in the car for a bit. You know? oh, okay. Good, Good game. game. Excellent game. <laughs> Excellent game. But yeah. it has to stop. And yeah. she wanted it to continue <laughs> long into the night. And I go, no. <laughs> Did you want to put the cooker in there? <laughs> Connect it up. <laughs> you could have just locked the car as well and then... And left uh, them to it. I suppose off, I could yeah. have done that, couldn't I? So, talking about Mortimer and White House gone fishing, have you ever taken your kids fishing? I tried to take yeah. my son once. How'd that go? I'd forgotten how to fish, so it was a it was a disgrace. <laughs> I didn't. It, I've told you before, Paul, but yeah. I didn't tie the end. You didn't of the actually line. tie the line onto the reel, onto did the you? Reel, so sorry. it all sailed into the middle of the so river, or like, yeah. and, and the fishing it just, just went off. That. So we just ate the mother's pride we'd taken along yeah. and went home. As I, I was said to you before, though, Bob, that bread, that mother's bride bread, tastes like oh, the, is it ambrosia? The ambrosia of the I gods, think, yeah. isn't it? All Ambrosia river is food. the food. All riverbank food, yeah, especially your bait. <laughs> Unused you bait. You don't eat the bait. Apart from the maggots, obviously. Don't eat the maggots. I wouldn't recommend that. You can't open a tin of luncheon <coughs> without having a little, yeah, little poke and, around. Uh, yeah. Not give it to the barbel. One for the barbel, one, one for, for me. me. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, it's funny, I was really chuffed because um, I sent you a picture, didn't I? Paul? Yeah, you my, did. My son went up with his friends to the Lake Destruct. Dis- Destruct. Destruct. <laughs> lake, Destruct. Lake hey, Destruct. global warming, yeah? <laughs> and I gave, I, t- I gave him my little blue rod mm. from the show. Yeah. I said, well, you could have a fish when you're up there. And he did. Yeah. He saw it through, went yeah. to the tackle shop, got a spinner and caught a perch. He caught a perch, no, and that's nice. He could have, And he could have eaten that on the... Lakeside, because your perch tastes very nice, by the way. He was too busy tucking into the bait, probably. Yeah. Yeah. The spinner. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, I saw this thing the other night. There's um, an artist, right? And he did a... He's got some big blocks of ice melting currently as we speak somewhere in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Can I say that I had that idea four years ago? To build a giant ice lolly, right? Hang, Hang it outside the Tate Modern, like a fab. Yeah. Three primary <laughs> colours. sprinkles like as well. Yeah, huge great thing, and let it melt. And that was my statement about global warming. It's much more fun than is. 
And what's he proving? That I smelt? Yeah. So tell me about your most embarrassing moments as parents. I'm, I always, I've always felt ashamed that the second day that I brought my first um, son home, I didn't click the handle of the carrier thing. The so car seat? I, so, yeah, oh, right. and I was in the kitchen, so it when dropped. I picked it up, it oh. just dropped bang on his head. I've always felt <laughs> I've always felt a bit ashamed of that two days. Yeah. You know, bang. Two, two days. Straight in. to hospital, like you panic like a new parent, you know. Yeah. They must see a lot of that, mustn't they? Definitely in those early days. Because it is quite bewildering, isn't it? He's, yeah. He's got this little creature. Yeah. yeah. What do we do now? I can barely yeah. look after myself. And that seems like the place <laughs> to You don't even have to do a test to do it. No, it's just I know. one of those things you just kind of yeah, you can uh, do that. Yeah. Well. And what about you, Paul? And it can't think most... of any offhand. Really, I can't. Yeah. If I, if I, if it comes back to me during the course of the conversation, yeah, I'll interrupt. Interject Bob rudely, please. Yeah. Yeah. It, has right. be, it has to be rudely. <laughs> well, what? Um, so, what legacy would you want to leave your kids? Obviously, you guys, you know, comedy is your thing. Is that kind of the what you'd want to pass on to them? It's a deep question. We often get people. Um, I, I don't, like. Not really. Uh, well, I don't I, remember me fondly. I can't. I've yeah, more I think than that's that, really. what you want. You want. I know it's a cliche. You just want them to be sort of happy, really, don't yeah. you? You don't want them to be unnecessarily driven. If it's not going to, you know, come to anything, yeah. you don't. You know, I think my, overall, you want them to be content. And I don't know if that's possible. I don't know without yeah. maybe some sort of goal. Mm. So. I don't know, it's very difficult, isn't it? You know, it's such a huge responsibility. I always say it's the it's the best thing and the most difficult thing, isn't it? Yeah. So Yeah. But it is when one I of say it's the best thing, I don't mean <laughs> But you do mean it is yeah. one of the most difficult Yeah, but I do mean that, yeah. <laughs> so in in those difficult moments, has comedy been part of how you've approached your parenting? I suppose it's sort of it's bound to be there, yeah. isn't it? I mean, I'm an embarrassing dad, yeah. Yeah, I am um, as well, yeah. How? How are you embarrassing? Well, you know, insofar as I, I, um, I've kind of defined my relationship with them and being a fun dad. Yeah. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I, your rather, definition I even as well. say that as well. <laughs> rather hey, than being a parent. Fun dad, yeah, exactly. You know, I agree, yeah. Bob, yeah. But it's so easy to make that mistake and yeah. you just got to live with it. Yeah. Yeah. And those those ideas of what's fun in your head never translate to what they think. Yeah, but they know it as fun. well. And they, I think they sometimes appreciate that you are mm. trying to introduce a little levity into yeah. this, uh, you know, veil of tears that yeah. we have to all walk through. Yeah. So, so we have a lot of new dads that listen to this podcast. So if you had one bit of advice to a new dad who's about to embark on his journey of fatherhood... Don't. <laughs> it's too late. He's just started. <laughs> if, you, if you're before, if you're thinking about fatherhood, there's the advice. Right. But if they're about to start, what, what, would, you, what would you recommend? What would you advise? Um, I would say don't be afraid to, uh, to not be th their friend, you know, all the time. Remember to be a parent. Mm. Tell them off. Establish some boundaries and all yeah. that. Or it'll come back and haunt you. Yeah. Yeah, or you could leave that to your partner to do with that. <laughs> I was going to say, I'll just... <laughs> fun dad. I was going to say, I hope my wife is like that, because she, she's the... We have a role reversal. She's the fun mum. Oh, really? I'm the one we're bound Oh, you have to do the stern yeah. dad bit. Yeah, I know. Oh, dear. Yeah, I, I'm not very good at that. I try. But I, I don't have that... Oh, sort the, of brutal line. Though. No, they can see. They can see in my face that I don't mean. You it. told me that. You said <laughs> whenever <laughs> I've tried to sort of reprimand or discipline my children, no chance. They just start laughing. Bang. Yeah, yeah. So no. serious. Guys, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having um, us. Thank have you. A, have a quick chat about um, <laughs> life as a dad. Um, and I hope the new season goes well. Thank um, you very much. Your show. Thanks. I'm so sorry much. for not offering a greater insight. 
into fatherhood <laughs> than we've done, eh, Bob? Well, I'm still waiting for your most embarrassing moment, but... I'll, I'll probably have to phone it in. Yeah, send something. <laughs> <laughs> you can. You can get in touch on the website. Like, but guys, though, thanks for coming in. Thanks for giving up your time. Uh, really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. So the prank he played yeah. was he would just pretend to be dead. <laughs> and his kids would like, like prod him and... I mean, you that is one hell of a practical joke, isn't it? Because yeah. one day that joke, that joke is going to actually be real. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I played Wolf Dad, I'm sorry. You're not dead, oh, shut your fine. face. It's getting quite cold now. Oh, he'll be fine. He's starting to smell. <laughs> oh, all right then. But yeah, no, it's a crazy prank. Oh, I, w- listening to that, I, I am so jealous. And I know that I couldn't be there because I was working. But for me, growing up, like Smashy and Nicey was one of my childhood favourite things. Because obviously I, I work on the radio and I love that sort of stuff. So I, Paul Whitehouse, legendary. And then Vic and Bob, the big, you know, Big night in, yeah. It was just ah, oh, all no, my kids, all, all the kids at school used to talk about it. We used to, you know, coming going to school yeah. on the Monday, and so ah, oh, just yeah. such a nice moment. Icons of British comedy, absolutely, and they were on our podcast. Good job, us. Well done, pal. And their advice, <laughs> pound the back, and their advice just on um to to new dads. Sounds mm. they've got a lot of wisdom. Just like curiosity, we've talked about pranks and stuff before. Have you? Do you do any pranks with uh, with your kids? Um. We make we I make Ted jump quite quite a lot. Oh, you're one of those. Yeah, and there's a new one that me and Ted are going to do because we what we saw on a video on Facebook where you're driving and then quite often Jen so Jen's a bit of an anxious passenger anyway, but sometimes she'll just like just lie there like with her head back and I'll be driving, radio's on in the background, Ted's doing whatever he's doing in the back. And then all of a sudden, you just shout it out! <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I just scares the shit out of them. Um, and like, and, and you sort you film their response because they because also they think that they've crashed. Yeah. That's why. It's, that's why. It's fine. So I'm. I mean, oh, a bit I might probably ruin that now. Yeah, I'll, I have to well, do it before this goes out. Yeah, yeah, you have just ruined it. Yeah, but it's still good. The other day, though, Ted did this. I guess it's a prank, but it might just be sh- just deception. Okay, we could go either way here. So. We were playing football in the garden. And he disappeared. And the, <laughs> and the, the ball disappeared. Piff, puff, puff. He, He's he, gone. He just kicks the ball over next door. Yeah. Really annoying, because he just does it deliberately and then goes, sorry. And then we have to go around next door, and they weren't in, So, but we go down the side alley so we can get into their garden. They're, they're fine for us to do that. Yeah, I never ask anyway. Regardless. Yeah. And, um, and anyway, it happened three or four times. So by the third or fourth time, I just wait at the gate. He runs into the garden, gets the ball and comes back. This time he came back with no ball. And I was like, where's the ball? He goes, I can't find it. And I was like, oh, well, I mean, did you definitely kicked it over. So it must, must be there. Anyway, he said, oh, maybe it's in the next garden, like over that garden into the next garden, which is um, a nice family called, and they've got kids down there called Max and Jake. So we knock on Max and Jay's door. Ted said, oh, I think my ball might be in your garden. And I was thinking, it's, a, it's quite, it's not massive, it's quite a long way for a four-year-old to kick a yeah. ball. Like, surely it's not. Anyway, he says it's a silver ball, silver and black ball, right? So Jake runs into his garden, comes back with a silver and black ball that's deflated. It's been bitten by their dog. So it's like flat. But it, it's the exact same ball. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, it's, oh I've got deflated. And his dad's there at this point. He's like, oh, really sorry. Um, don't worry, we've got loads of balls. Like, we'll just, you can just have one of ours. I was like, oh, don't worry. It's like, it was like a two-pound airflow. It was a floater. Yeah. It was, it was like, 99p floater. Yeah, it was it's fine. But he was like, oh, no, no, we got loads. So Jake ran into their garage and he came back with a blue ball, right? And says, oh, thanks for this. And I was like, oh, no worries. We'll, we'll probably give it back to you in a minute. <clears throat> anyway, we go back home. And I walk up the driveway and I can hear Ted going, <laughs> 
like this, right? And no one of our come round, he's holding his silver ball and the blue ball. And he goes, I've got two balls like this. So did he throw it back over? So the... when he went, oh. he threw his one back and then just proceeded to lie to me that... for like 15 minutes and the next door neighbours. And then even when he got given another free ball, he didn't say... Oh, you know, that would have made me go, oh, no, I'm feeling bad now because I'm actually taking something here. That was the dream when you were a kid, a collection of footballs. He, That's smart. Even if they were 99p floaters that yeah. you tried to curl one way and it went the yeah. other. But, like, that is the dream. It's just, I think it's, he's smart. He is. I don't know if that's a prank. But... Watch that one. Yeah. Clever. Clever. Yep. <laughs> He'll be in your wallet. Nicking your money. <laughs> He'll have your credit card pin well, number before you know it. He won't get very it. far, do you? <laughs> Jen does that. Yeah, well, she doesn't get very far, just bounces every time. <laughs> so this week we're going to talk about the importance of play for child development. So we're celebrating kids' play. So um, here are the facts. Are you ready for them? I'm this ready, is, Jay. This is my factual Hit me. voice. Hit me with the facts. Which sounds exactly the same as my, any other voice, really. Uh, spending time playing with your child is proven benefit to social, emotional, psychological, and also physical well-being. Well, we kind of know that, don't we? Uh, consider it a human right. Yeah, we should all play. We should all play. It's considered Do you think they right. can demand that in prisons? Absolutely. I demand to play. Hmm. Becoming more difficult with changing family dynamics and faster pace of life. Uh, it's important for Charles... It's important for your child to interact with, with the world around them to increase awareness and learn. Limited in children who watch too much TV or spend a lot of time with screens and devices. You see, now, I, I don't mind my kids watching stuff. I don't... Um, I, I think I would actually go far as saying that my children's vocabulary is pretty fantastic due to films. I, I, I mean that. Peppa Pig, Disney movies, like sentences they can come out with. Honestly... Noah's vocabulary for a four-year-old, three, four-year-old is, is brilliant. And he's been complimented on it loads of times. However, I do understand the importance of play because growing up, I had 250 acres to play with. I was on, you know, I was a farmer's boy. That sounds quite posh. No, it, it wasn't ours. My dad worked for a big farmer. <laughs> but, you know, that, that's, that's why. But the importance of play, imaginative play, I think is just like one of the most important things. 100%. Thanks, goodbye. <laughs> I think, no, play, um, for me, play is more important than any other kind of, like it's more important than academia, it's more important than sports, I think it's more important than almost everything except obviously eating and drinking. And If you're listening to this podcast for the first time, Al used to be a teacher, so you know about all the whole learning process and the play process. Yeah. And I think, because um, there are certain countries, aren't there, that literally they say, no, just keep playing till you're about seven yeah. or eight. And one of the reasons why I left teaching was because we didn't have, we weren't allowed to have time to play. But playing, I've been through a massive journey about play. Are you ready for it? Yeah. Can I share? Go. So we went to, um, I got invited to take Ted to the Lego house. Right. In Denmark, in okay. Finland, in Denmark, which is which is basically um, a house where they uh, it's like well it's not a house it's actually like a massive great big building, mm. but there's just Lego everywhere, and in it they pr are promoting playing with Lego but playing, and so they have all these different areas where they're geared up for different types of play. So some is including technology, but it's still playing. Some is about like vehicles. Some is about. Um, creativity, some is about using your imagination. So there's all these different kind of things that they're encouraging through play. However, this is this is the learning. 
when we arrived, they gave Ted a box of Lego. Mm. You know, a box of Lego comes with instructions and a yep. picture of the front, like it might be a boat or a car or mm. a house or whatever. Batman. So we get it out, and I was like, all right. He's like, can we put it together? I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. So we start building this. It was a bat. It was actually a Batman boat. See, look at that. And um, he started building it. Oh, I sorry, I started building it, and I got halfway through. And he goes, thanks, Dad. Grabbed it out of my hand and went and started playing with it. And I I was like twitching. Like, it's half done. Yeah. Like, we, we haven't finished it. Yeah. Like, we, we, you know... I'm what, so with you. I'm like What that. are you doing? Yeah. Like this. And he's like, no, no, it's fine. It's, I'm, I'm done. And like, then he got all the other bits and just started like clipping it together and adding bits on and changing it. And it just... I was I was like... I was like, this, this is just not how it's meant to be. You're supposed to make the model because that's what the... Because here are the instructions. Yeah. Here's so the then, final product. the next day, I went to this Lego house and I spent some time with a designer who really lives 20 minutes from me. Mm. Grew up 20 minutes from me. Anyway, I was asking about this and he said that actually the instructions for Lego are just there as a guide. But actually, they don't want you to build that model. They want you to use your creativity mm. and use those pieces to make whatever it is that you want. And that actually by using instructions, we're just boxing kids in. Yeah. By, by structuring their play, we're just boxing kids in. Yeah. And what we're actually doing is producing children at the moment who don't play, certainly don't play imaginatively, certainly don't play creatively. And that because we're just we're just giving them such rigid boundaries. Like mm. you can play with that stick, but you can't do this, you can't do that. It's definitely not that, and you can't use it for this. Yeah. Well, hang on a minute. <clears throat> That's... I'll give you an example of um, of like Noah's really getting into the imaginative play now, which I love. And I was, you know, you kind of wait for that moment because I want to hear him talking about, yeah. you know, no Simba, don't you dare try and kill Scar, you know, that sort of stuff. <laughs> and, he, and here's a little thing that, so we're sorting an outbuilding at the moment, uh, which is sort of like, we're not redeveloping, I make it sound like I'm building flats, uh, renov- not, you know, renovating, we're doing all that sort of stuff. So my mate came over and did some <laughs> plastering for me because they're expensive and he's a mate and he gave me mates rates. So he came over and I was doing the plaster for him. So I was mixing the plaster while he did it. This is going somewhere. And the plaster that he wasn't using, you just shove off on a bit of plasterboard and then you throw that away, don't you? So this plasterboard ended up being, I don't know, about this big, what, a meter wide and probably a bit thinner. And Noah looked at it. I was going to throw it away. Noah looked at it and went, oh, daddy, oh, oh you've, yeah. you've built me the Lion King rocks. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. Yes, I have. As I look at it, and as <laughs> exactly I see right, this, this, this sort <laughs> of... done that. Yeah, but you see this like <laughs> sweeping motion of plastering. Yeah. And then there's a little bit at the top. And it is, it looks like... Yeah. It looks like a, like a desert, like an African sort of scene. So yeah. I'm like, yeah. And that's the thing, they see it. They see it. What they want to see. Yeah. Whereas we see it as plaster. He took that away, went and got all his animals recreated some sort of yeah. scene from The Lion King but like that's what it's all about it's not about going to you know whatever toy shop it is and buying something for 50, 60 quid which yeah. is Lion King themed yeah it's there it is that's what he, he just wanted that sort 100%, of savannah 100% There's, when I was teaching there was this um, video that was doing the rounds I think it was Sir Ken Robinson he does this video where this study was done where they took however many I think it was five year olds or just before school, so it must have been four or five year olds. Yeah. And they did kind of tests to see whether there are genius traits in those those children. So I'll, I'll also link this on our social media because it's an amazing video. But anyway, they did this they did this experiment where they took these kids who were showing traits of geniusness and they tested them and then they put them through the education system. Yeah. And at 15, 10 years later, they retested them and not one of them 
had genius traits anymore. Wow. And you're just thinking, that's our education system yep. of this world that's pushing our kids through because we have to be able to read this amount of words by the time we're this. We have to be able to say this amount of words by the time we're this. We have to know our maths. We have to know this. And, it's, and actually all it's doing is boxing our children, it's preventing, it's clipping their wings. Um, growing up on a farm, I was in primary school, I was amazing at maths. I know that's very hard to believe because I failed it. So I, I retook it as GCSE, failed it. So literally, I do not have any maths qualifications, <laughs> none whatsoever. Yeah. None. However, I remember when I first started getting good at maths, and it was because we lived on a farm. So my dad would have to go and feed and fodder cattle and stuff like that. So he'd like, Jay. Uh, going to barn two and just make sure we've got 32 cattle in there. So you'd see if you're... And, and that's how I obviously naturally started counting and yeah. doing stuff. And up until we left the farm, I think we left the farm at 11 or 12. Funny enough, that's when the maths just went yeah. totally out the but window. How, but how many children are there walking around going, I've got no qualifications in maths, I can't do maths, I don't understand maths. Whereas actually, they just don't understand the very specific type of maths question that they're being asked in, in the classroom. I mean, Pythagoras theory, I use it every single day. You know what I mean? I really Standard. do. I just... Yeah. It, 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 I think it, it just baffles me. This is what I mean. Like, probably... Like, my ethos when I was teaching was about getting children to want to find out how to solve a problem and then journey, plot their way to solving that problem. Yeah. That's it. doesn't matter what the problem was. It doesn't matter if it was maths, English, science, tech, whatever. Just that, I think, and I think that that is far more important than knowing what pi means or whatever. Uh, and also, I've got a bit yeah, okay, education route here. Not all of us know what we want to be when we're older. You know, and fortunately for me, I knew at the age of 13, 14, whatever it was, that I wanted to work with sort of music, radio, DJ, whatever it was. I knew that was it. But wouldn't it be amazing if you think, okay, that's going to be my route. What will I, what math skills will I need for that? Well, now doing the job I do, I know I need to know about timings. So I do need maths. I need to be able to find yeah, out... But it's contextualised. So you're like, exactly. yeah, I can do that. Yeah, and that's what I think it would be nice to know. Okay, yeah. so you're going to go into the world of physics. All right, yeah. you might need to know yeah. Pythagoras theory or whatever it is. But it's just all yeah. so general. The other thing about it now is that we're preparing our children for jobs that don't even exist exactly. right now. So if we, if we take that as a consideration... How do we know what to teach them in order to prepare them for that? Yeah. So actually, instead of teaching them specific skills, we should be teaching them about how to approach a problem rather than very specific problem solution. Because we can join these two subjects together, though, because you can still play and you can still learn. You, you learn more if you're playing. Exactly. Absolutely. So I think that's the route. Yeah. That's what we need to look at more. Yeah. Learn to play. Yeah. Play to learn. I had this debate on Good Morning Britain with a lady about whether rough play is good for children or not. Oh, yeah. Until and she was saying it's absolutely not. Really? Oh, no, I don't know. I didn't understand it. Nor did oh. Ben Shepherd. I, I could... Do you know what, actually? I could take all the play beatings that I used to have with my dad. Yeah. Just because of that one day where he looked at me and went, oh... You're stronger than that now. <laughs> we talked about this the other day. Oh, yeah, we have talked yeah. about it, haven't we? Like, it was worth it just for that moment. Yeah. You didn't have a cricket stump in your hand at the time. No, that was my mum. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, if she will run out with me with a slipper, sometimes you haven't got to retaliate. <laughs> but then, no, but this is the thing, like, like just through rough play, like children learn so much about their gross motor, their fine motor, about strength, about boundaries, about rules, about, uh, about emotions when they overset the mark and they hurt you or when they hurt themselves. They, they learn oh, so much. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to fight? <laughs> uh, do you know, we, there's a... There, yeah, I do. Not a fight, fight. Um, 
No, it's. I just think it. I think that they. I think everybody should play. I, even as an adult, that's why we have hobbies, isn't it? That's why we go back to stuff that we want to do. Mm. You know, although saying that I don't have a hobby. We put this out on the dad's net, yeah. and I said, and, and we were just looking at what what other games, crazy games or whatever that that parents or dads play with their kids. Here, do you want me to read some of these out? <laughs> uh, here's one I mean this isn't a great game in my mind <laughs> we always check the number on the lamppost when walking home the kids love running to the lamp to check the next number I used to do it as a kid too uh, and it used to get us walking home without complaining which actually is quite a good thing actually. Yeah, but again numbers yeah actually I've, my mind has been completely changed there uh, bogeys yeah classic game um, this guy takes his kids out and they do they go into the mountains with targets and rifles and crossbows and catapults in America by any chance I, it does yeah, I thought so yeah. Yeah. yeah and then he's and then he's posted a lot of pictures of his children with rifles <laughs> yeah I'm not feeling much love for that to be honest with you <laughs> well he did say this might have said I, I actually think that's really valuable I think you learn a lot there yeah no no okay my opinion uh, uh, child curling <laughs> is that that to me just sounds like my daughter curling one out <laughs> no Ooh. child curling it involved a polished laminate floor and some skittles oh no that sounds cool I think that's a good game I love it when you make up your own games I used to play basketball in the living room which yeah. my dad didn't like but the, the actual basket was above you know above the door you got the bit between there and the ceiling yeah so whatever that bit is that if you hit that there perfectly without hitting the ceiling or the top of the, the door yeah. that was a basket you, you forgot to mention your Claire person. Yeah, play hooray. She has loads of great ideas for to play with your kids um, because there, we, there is actually some research done that dads sometimes struggle to engage in play because they feel silly. Yeah, no, so I, silly I can understand that. Yeah, yeah. Like role play, True. they can feel really mm. silly. And I, I don't know whether this is a stereotypical thing, but I think it's more of an issue for men than it is for women. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because letting themselves go in that way uh, can be a bit of a barrier. So... Sometimes it can be hard. I've got the kids all afternoon. Uh, I want to play. I want to do some activities, but I don't really know what. Play Hooray on her Instagram and I think she's on Facebook and website and stuff. Uh, there's loads of ideas. Brilliant. Okay, another one done. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, we really appreciate it. If you want to get in contact with us, um, as I've said, Dad's Net, you can do all that as well, can't you? Yeah, absolutely. But before we go, um, I just want to share a message. That we've been getting loads of really nice messages, actually, through... Have we, um, though, or you just made them up? No, this is from a guy called Stuart. I believe you. Um, it says this, Hi, AJ, or Al, I feel like saying, because I'm AJ on Facebook. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. Uh, just want to say, I've been loving the Don't Tell Your Mum podcast. I've listened to all the episodes to the point where I checked the other day for a new one and was disappointed not to see one. Ha <laughs> ha, what can we expect next? Oh no, was that my fault? Did I not press a button or something? No, it just wasn't a Wednesday. Oh, it's, it's not Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel the pressure, Al. I feel the pressure. It's nothing to do with you. It's uh, just the days of the week, Jay. So if you want to get your message read out, and, and we know that you are real, and we will not take the mick out your name either. Uh, I didn't mean to do that. Well, what I meant was, I, if I was going to do it, I just wouldn't use the name Stuart. I'd use a different name. Look, I like the name Stuart. You can keep digging if you want, absolutely. Your spade's a bit blunt. So if you want to actually send us a message, and we will, re we will read it out, and we will not judge, because we love your messages, 
Uh, how do they do that, Al? Uh, social media. Just look up The Dad's Net on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or through the website, uh, or you, if you know my postal address, you can send me a letter. Oh, yeah, I've got, I've got his postal address. <laughs> it is number 64. <laughs> Don't forget as well, uh, rate us. Please rate us. If you're sending messages in, that's lovely. We'll read those out. But if you can rate us and subscribe to this podcast on Global Player or wherever you get your podcasts from. And also tell dads that you know, if they don't listen to this podcast, they'd probably like it. No, they, they really probably should. will. They really should. They would. Don't tell your mum. We okay? had 54 ratings on iTunes the other day when I looked. Get out of here. Yeah. God, that's a lot of Stuarts. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. <laughs> I even saved you then. You didn't. You, Come on. You... See you later. Bye. 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 I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Done.